feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. It's a big challenge, it's a fantastic challenge, but what a game for the players to play in. But we're hoping Thursday night's going to be pivotal. We're going to go foot to the floor, we'll be ready. We're going to try and be as aggressive as we can and try and get another three points to put us closer to qualification. We have to find, I keep talking about it, level of consistency in our performances. Again, that's endemic of our season so far. Lots of good things and then a 15-20 minute spell where we're really poor for no reason. Football show with Paul Cooney, Davy Proven, and Marvin Bartley with OPC Energy Limited, the renewable energy specialists. Call 08 08 17 17 700. Hello, good evening and welcome to the programme. A sad evening in the last half hour, the football world is mourning the death of Diego Maradona. 60 years old, just a month ago he turned 60. The most mercurial of players, maybe the best ever. Davy, how would you rate Diego Maradona? The very best of all time for me, Paul. Uh, It's a really sad day for for football and for those of us who had the privilege of watching, uh, as I say, I think the the greatest player ever to, to kick a football never ever forget watching him particularly at Hamden when he came to Scotland for the first time in 1979 as a teenager mm-hmm. and the Scottish supporters applauded him off the pitch that day even though Argentina beat us 3-1 I think it was he was mercurial and he was so young at that point wasn't he he was just uh, 17 years old or thereabouts but you could see he was a class apart well absolutely yeah. and you know if, if you think about it that side had just won the World Cup you know they had some fabulous players like Mario Kempes and Luque Daniel Passarella and here was this teenager who arrived with them and stole the show to the extent and I think it's the first time a Scottish support has ever stayed behind to applaud an opposing player I know what happened at the famous Real Madrid Eintracht yeah. game where the, mm. nobody would leave they wanted to applaud Real Madrid yeah. the same in 1979 That such was the impact this young man had on the, the Hamden the Hamden crowd that day. Davy Proven who played with Scotland, with Celtic with distinction and uh, didn't actually ever play against uh, Maradona but he must have inspired you Davy. and somebody who is captain now of Livingston and very much playing. And Marvin, what about Maradona? You've uh, you've caught him in cinema just quite recently. What did you think of his skills? Yeah, well, he's a player that I really had to educate myself on because, you know, he played a bit before my time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as he said, you know, watching his documentary and, and seeing the things that he went through but also the player he was on the pitch was was brilliant to watch, you know, and I've heard a lot of people speak about him and compare, you know, Messi and Ronaldo to him and say who was the best ever. But for me, seeing what he was doing back then on those pitches um, when when you could tackle, you know, and he was going past three, four, five players and they're all trying to, you know, take him out and his balance and his strength, um, you know, it's unbelievable to watch and, you know, it's a, it's a real sad day for football because um, a true great has gone today. So if you remember Maradona, give us your memories tonight of Diego Maradona. 0808 17 17 700. He inspired generations of players coming through who wanted to play like him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he wasn't just a hero in, in Argentina. He was he was a hero worldwide. Um and, you know, I think Marvin makes a very good point there in, in terms of comparing him to the, the modern-day greats of Messi and Ronaldo. Mm. Maradona played at a time where the game was brutal, yeah. where defenders got away with murder. Mm. 
the game was savage and and he he not only survived but uh, he he flourished and you know I, although he's remembered arguably for the hand of God as much as anything else the goal he scored in that game the solo goal mm. has to be given the level that he was playing at, at that time given what was at stake that day against England that has to be the greatest goal of all time Going to mention that to you Marvin you'll remember your parents and people talking about it and friends you know uncles and all the rest of it it was amazing that game and it took a long time for people in England to get over it but he was such a character and that goal that day if you haven't seen it I know you'll be watching it tonight on YouTube I know you have seen it yeah no a fantastic goal as you said and I, I think you know obviously that the hand he used later on in that match and people will remember that but I think the, the real football purists you know they'll look back on that day and, and that solo goal as I said you know we've seen many players try and replicate that and, and just fall at the final hurdle but as you've already spoken about the amount of players that were trying to take him out as he was doing that makes it even more special than you know doing it nowadays so yeah it's, it's a sad day you know I, I'm an Englishman but yeah. you know it's Maradona was a, it was a true great he'd have given you nightmares wouldn't he Marvin you and just about every other defender well yeah. could he do it on the AstroTurf that's the thing I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> 0808 17 17 700 call the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited it's Paul Cooney with Marvin Bartley the Livingston captain and the former Scotland and Celtic legend Davy Proven and Davy we haven't seen you since because you were there it was you and Ian Crocker uh, on that amazing night Serbia as Scotland went through to the Euro 2020s and 21 what a night to be it, it, it was and you know typically Typical of Scotland to do it in such a dramatic way. I've, I've got to say, when Jovic, the Real Madrid player, scores in the last minute, you think here we go again. It's it's almost unthinkable that we would we would lose having having led in the game for so long. And what were you thinking at that point? So you and Ian Crocker are doing it. You know the nation is is watching all over the world. Scots everywhere. What did you feel? Well, you know, Crocs and I have have been through so much agony watching and and commentating on Scotland over the years, and it just looked as if this was going to be deja vu again. Um, and remarkably the players held their nerve got through the extra time and the quality of the penalties on the back of beating Israel you know five out of five to do it again uh, away from home was was just fabulous everyone stepped up and uh, everyone scored and then the man you've been talking about on this channel on Go Radio uh, David Marshall um, you know it's, he's he was in the, the background for so long wasn't he he went to so many yeah. matches and didn't play but what about his performance well, on the night? You know, not just to say from Alexander Mitrovic, yeah. which which won us the the, the, the tie, the, the save in extra time, you know, that he managed to get round his right hand post was was quite remarkable. And I'm I'm sorry to remind Celtic supporters, but I do think the Celtic should have signed him. Uh he would have walked up the M six to, to sign for Celtic. Celtic splashed five million pounds on, on Barkas. For me, David Marshall would have been a great signing for Celtic. Marvin. Yeah, um, I, I totally agree. And, and going back to that night, what a night it was. Yeah. And, you know, now we've gone past it and, and Scotland have qualified, you know, it was the best way to do it. You know, it had all our hearts racing and it, the excitement around it for people who love football, who don't love football, everybody was watching. And, you know, what a brilliant, brilliant night for the country. Um, absolutely fantastic. Who doesn't love football? We've got radio <laughs> football show. We do. Marvin, are you now an adopted Scot? Because Ian Crocker, he's got to be Scottish now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I worked yeah. with him in he's living, he's living here now. Yeah. So uh -huh. Crocs, Crocs is such a... An affiliated Scott, he's moved up. Good well, on him. Proud of him. Um, he did the radio commentary for me when I spent did some time down in uh, Bay that, in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was yeah. great. He was a young commentator for us. So, uh, so you adopted Scott, Marvin. Be, yeah, yeah, I am yeah. now. Obviously, um, obviously, England's your first choice, but then 
Well, I'm not, well, when they do play each other, it's going to be difficult. I think I'll, I'll hope for a draw in the Euros um, because, you know, it's this difficult one. You know boys are actually playing and I've, I've been in Scotland for a while now and I'm really loving it. So, you know, I hope for a draw in that game. Well, you might be on the radio, uh, the Go Radio boogie bus when we head down there for the summer. Socially distanced, but hopefully by then with the vaccines coming. That's one of the stories today. The SPFL have written a really good letter to the First Minister asking when can the fans start to get into grounds in Scotland. There's going to be 4,000, up to 4,000 in England in some areas 2,000 if it's a more challenged area in Scotland we've had it at Ross County we've had it at Aberdeen but only 300 and I think 500 we did have rugby as we know at the start of the season 900 there at Murrayfield so it was a good question when are fans going to be allowed back in Scotland because David the point is the clubs are, must be really, really struggling for finance. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before the, the clubs start to, to fall like dominoes. And I don't think I'm being over dramatic. You know, the, the, the clubs are going to run out of money. They're still having to, to pay players' wages. Uh, and you wonder where it's going to end up. And, and, you know, the obvious question here would be if the Westminster government, having looked at the signs, thinks it's OK to have 4,000 supporters back in a big ground, is the science any different in Scotland? It, it, it can't be any different, surely. Nicola Sturgeon is sending a reply which we will give very shortly she has replied so let's talk about this tonight what do you feel we're in lockdown in in the central belt here in most parts so let's do the right thing over the next few weeks and of course afterwards but the vaccines are coming it's an outside sport you know we we are outside there's so many there's a concert you said in Inverness on Sunday night which is great Marvin but there were 300 people inside so surely we can get a couple of thousand people at football matches with all the protocols that you have to undergo I mean how many tests have you had? Oh, I'd hate to count them because yeah. um, they're, they're quite painful, if I'm honest. But I played in that game against Ross County when they had the fans back in. And as you said, there was only 300 people there, but it was fantastic. You know, and being the away team and the 300 home fans, I didn't care. You know, just to have people back in there, just to have, you know, that kind of atmosphere being built back up. And, you know, I said at the start when we were coming back to football that, OK, if it was, wasn't able to have fans there, then, you know, we'll kind of deal with it. Now, I, I can't say to you strongly enough how important it is to get them in. Um, you know the atmosphere. It's it, it just it's just not the same. The game isn't the same without them. Um, I'm not saying this because you know we're struggling more this season than last. I'm saying it from a uh, you know a point of view where for every player, um, and we really really are missing the fans in there. And like you said, if we're having concerts and stuff, and people are able to do stuff inside, yes, we you know health is the most important thing here. And you know the virus is actually spreading at times, and we know that. And let's try and control it, but let's get the fans back in. It's so so important. What do you think? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. Nicholas Sturgeon has replied this evening, late afternoon, saying, however much Neil Doncaster, for reasons I understand, is only looking at football, we can't see any sector or any part of society in isolation because there's only so much we can do overall to keep the virus under control. Neil Doncaster earlier today had warned the lockout of supporters will sound the death knell for some clubs if it continues. The SPFL chief exec added, every major club in Scotland has very detailed, well-founded plans in place for safely returning fans back to stadia. If it's good enough for English fans, the point you made, Davey, it must be good enough for Scottish fans. If the First Minister refuses to allow football fans all over Scotland to watch their beloved teams in carefully regulated, limited numbers, complete with track and trace, she'll have to explain to them the clinical difference between Scottish fans and English fans. Yeah, it would, it would seem a nonsense to, to, to me. and You know, it would... It would be good to hear the Scottish government's evidence. Uh, obviously, they, they feel it is unsafe for, for some reason. What evidence do they have that it is unsafe? Because the two pilot events, one at Aberdeen and one at Ross County, passed off, as far as I'm aware, 
very successfully. There was no problem with with a, a spike in the virus um, from the supporters who attended the, those games. And you, I, again, you just wonder. Uh, and the clock is ticking, I think, towards quite a few uh, clubs going bust, if not quite a lot. Lot to talk about tonight. We're only 24 hours away from Sparta Prague against Celtic and Rangers against Benfica and Rangers could go into the last 32. What a run they're on. Stephen Gerrard's been speaking about it this afternoon. Yeah, I think the main focus is always us. The majority of the preparation for any challenge we have is mainly focused on us. We obviously have to pay attention to what's happening elsewhere because we need to know uh, possible teams and who we could be facing from a personnel point of view and, and what type of team or formation we think we could be facing. But, as I say, very much the, the focus is on um, my team and trying to prepare us in the best possible way. Marvin, and they are on some form, unstoppable. Yeah, they've been absolutely brilliant. Um, not, not only scoring goals and winning games, but keeping clean sheets. You know, they, they are really the perfect team at this moment in time. And, and as Stephen spoke about there, you know, the most important thing is Rangers Football Club. You know, when you are playing that well, you don't really have to worry about the other teams. You know, they need to worry about you. You know, you go out there and play your game plan. And you know, if you play to the best of your ability, you're going to win games. And, and that's the position they're in right now. They were dominant against Benfica in Benfica until into in Portugal in Lisbon until the last uh, moments of the game. Dave, will that will that still be in their mind, or is that gone now? Yeah, I think that's gone. Um, I think Stephen Gerrard will take a lot of satis- satisfaction with the way his team played that night. They should have had the game wrapped up, uh, let Benfica off the hook. Um, and they'll also be aware, you know, given the way Benfica finished the game, that you know this is not a gimme uh, tomorrow evening at Ibrox. Rangers are going to have to play and play well. I think you could argue that Benfica will be equally dangerous uh, away from home as, as they were in the Stadium of Light, and it's going to take Rangers' very best. What, what you would say is on the evidence of what we've seen from Steven Gerrard's team in Europe over the last couple of seasons, it's certainly a game Rangers can win. They've done it in Europe in recent years, you know, in really good form. And they're now doing it in the league, Davey. 11 points clear. Celtic, yes, two games in hand. We're going to hear from Neil Lennon in a moment or two because there was the banner this morning. People woke up in the East End to a banner from the Green Brigade which said, save the 10, time to go, Neil. Well, that's Glasgow, Paul. I'm afraid that's Glasgow. I mean, I, I don't think people should be, you know, particularly surprised. That's just the nature of the, the, the beast up here. Um I read Martin O'Neill in this morning's papers making a a case for Neil Lennon. A rational man making a very rational case. Glasgow doesn't do rational (laughs) in in times like this. You know, when the the panic button is pressed, all bets are off. And and Neil Lennon has been around Glasgow enough, I think long enough, to, to know this was probably coming his way at some point. Let's hear from Neil Lennon about the banner this morning. I'm quite the type to enjoy sort of this type of stuff, this type of pressure. It's never really bothered me before. You're disappointed with the reaction of some people, but you can't control everything. And, um, you know, I'm looking looking ahead, looking forward to the games coming up and looking forward to putting a good run together between now and the new year. I mean, I only became aware of the banner about 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago. It's disappointing. You know, fans are entitled to voice their opinion. It's something that I'm not going to really engage with. You know, I've got a job to do here. I think I've done it pretty well since I've come back in. I've sort of reconciled myself to the fact that maybe I'm not going to be, you know, everyone's cup of tea. It's a great privilege doing this job. I take it as a privilege. The club means a lot to me and it has done for the last 20 years. And I'm strong, you know, and I feel strong. And and the players are going to get better, I think, and more consistent as we go along. Marvin, you played under him for, what, 18 months at Hibs. Uh, he was very measured there. How do you think he's really feeling? Um, you know, I, I think that's a 
kind of you know the honest way that Neil will be feeling. It'll be, it'll be hurt by it. Don't get me wrong, but by seeing that you know because he, as he said there, he loves the club. You know, Celtic is his club. Not only is he a manager, but he's a, he's a huge supporter of them, um, and they're a club that are very close to his heart. Um, but you know, he he'll still believe. You know, he will still believe that you know Celtic can catch Rangers, and and I genuinely believe this, and I, and, I, and I say this from the bottom of my heart. If Neil Lennon didn't believe that he could catch Rangers Football Club, and if he didn't believe he was a man to take Celtic forward, he would walk away. Um, you know, I've worked under the man and, you know, he, he's honest as a day is long. Um, he understands the game. You know, he's been in the game a long, long time. And even when he was at Hibs, you knew that, you know, one day he was going to go back to Celtic because that's where he, he wanted to be. You know, that's where his heart laid. So, you know, as I said, he'll be very, very disappointed that, it, that it's came out. But, you know, he won't be surprised, as you said, because it's a huge club. You know, one of the biggest clubs around. So it's part and parcel of management. Davey, what should you do now? Neil Lennon? Yeah. He's just got to hang in and hope that the, the club can find a spark that has been missing for just about all of this season so far. This ultimately will come down to Dermot Desmond. And I think Dermot Desmond will recognise the service that Neil Lennon has given the club and will will back him as far as he can. What I would say is that I think Neil is running out of time at the moment, even more so given the way Rangers are performing. And he needs something to happen and to happen very quickly, I think, if he's to if he's to see this out. Can you have two successful teams in this city, in Glasgow? No, absolutely not. It's not second possible. Is, well, second is last in, yeah. in Glasgow, always has been, and, and Neil Lennon will know that. Uh, he has to turn a corner. What a, he has a, a decent run of, of league games coming up, favourable uh, on paper. Um, there, there is a chance for Celtic to t- turn the corner, but they have to find something so far that has eluded them. Celtic fans, what do you think? 0808 17 17 700. You can call the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. We're on the socials at Go Football Show and text GO and your message to 87474. A lot on the go today, but just before we came on air, I heard Shaban saying it, that uh, Diego Maradona has died at the age of 60. Hard to believe, Davey. Um, tell us about when he, remember when he signed for Napoli and he went to Italy? And yeah. I went mean, crazy for him. It yeah. didn't, quite work for him at Barcelona he, he had hepatitis at, at Barcelona had been out had a really bad time through illness and injury arrived in Napoli and Napoli sold 80,000 season tickets in two days what? that was the impact he had 80,000? yeah and I'm uh, I'm not sure what Napoli's wow. record was I'm not sure whether they had ever won the Scudetto but of course he he delivered it and absolute god there mm-hmm. uh, and always will be they absolutely love him in, in Napoli to this day, Marvin. Yeah, that was a huge part of the documentary. Uh, and, and like we just touched on there, you know, he, he won the league. He, he went and, and did it for them. But, the, you know, the people turned out in their numbers to, to see a, a great, great man and a great signing. And, you know, he, he was a party boy off the pitch, but definitely on the pitch, you know, he could drag teams through and, and he showed that there. Well, he, he lived life on the edge, didn't he, Davey? And he went too far too yeah, many times. Of course yeah. he did. Of course he did. He, he's a maverick. Yep. Um, he didn't live by the rules and, and I think that's part of the attraction I think that's why we, we can all identify with him you know he, he did things that the rest of us were too feared to do <laughs> <laughs> great point that Davey made though about uh, the way people could tackle in those days and they can't anymore and that, that is probably right um, yep. but do, do you see the difference when you watch that uh, film about it how would oh, you compare it? Oh, definitely. Um, as you said, people were tackling from behind there and I was thinking, oh, here comes yeah. a red card, but it wasn't yeah. even a free kick. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, wow, yeah. you know, if you can ride those tackles, you can you can play against absolutely anybody. Are you pampered poochies now then? Is that what, is that what Dave is saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the people I'm tackling are pampered, yeah. yeah. No, not, not so much me. <laughs> <laughs> That's Marvin Bartley, Davey Proven and me, Paul Cooney. Plenty coming up in the next uh, 90 minutes. 
The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Chris on the travel tonight, and uh, he broke the news. He got it first just before we came on air that Diego Maradona died today, aged 60. What a life he lived, Davy Proven, and uh, he'll be long, long remembered. Well, you can imagine the scenes in Buenos Aires oh. tonight. I mean, he lifted the entire nation of, of uh, Argentina, didn't he? Um, yeah. Carried that team, won the World Cup practically on his own. He did. And that was yeah. a very good Argentine side, but his gifts were such that. He practically won it himself. Any memories, give us a call 08 08 17 17 700. Calls coming in. We're going on the lines in a second or two. This time tomorrow night, Celtic will be just about ready to get underway in Prague. Sparta Prague against Celtic. It's been uh, a very poor European run so far. Will that change tomorrow night? They did well against Lille in the first half, didn't they, Davey? That, uh, that, and Marvin, that surprised everyone. They started so well against Lille. Yeah, they yeah. did. They did. You know, They really took the ball by the horns in that game and, and started ever so well. Um, but you know tomorrow's massive absolutely huge 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 game that they, they need to win um, and you know they need to, to really back their manager and show that, that the players still want to play for him everything changing Rangers going as favourites would you say Davey against Benfica yeah, tomorrow I would, yeah. I, I would think so on the evidence of the first game yeah I would think so here's James Tavenier talking about the European form um, I think nothing's really changed even compared to last season you know we relish the big teams we always relish um, playing in European football obviously this season's a bit different with no fans and you don't really get to experience those European nights at Ibrox and obviously the away grounds but I think the boys love the occasion um, the club love the occasion and we always step up to it so hopefully tomorrow tomorrow night we can we can do the same and you know, make the club proud and make ourselves proud. And David, we say it all the time, but how much would you enjoy the fans in tomorrow night? 50,000 at Ibrox for Benfica. Yeah, absolutely. But by the same token, Paul, I, you know, I, I think to a certain extent mm. it may have suited Rangers mm. this season not to be playing in front of, for me, the Rangers support is the most critical and demanding in, in Scottish football. And James Tavernier himself admitted last season that some of the players couldn't take the heat when things were going wrong. If you look at them now, they're playing a really relaxed style of football and that might be down to no tension coming from the stands. Marvin? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Um, I think at the start of the season that Rangers are probably one of the only happy teams to, to not have the fans in there, like you said, because of the pressures put upon the players. But now I think they want those fans back in there. You know, now they're, they're going and, you know, it's full steam ahead. They, they want the fans and they want to entertain the fans. And, you know, I, I think now the Rangers fans will look at it slightly differently. Where the pressure used to be put on them so early if they hadn't scored in games, I think now they'll know that we have such a great team here. Let's just back them to the 90th minute and we'll, we could score uh, at any time. So, yeah, the Rangers players will really, really be missing those fans now. Uh, Scott Brown's been speaking about his manager and a message to the fans. I think that's today's day and age. It's all social media. It's all uh, a picture for Instagram or Twitter. But no, we've got 100% faith in the manager. He's been fantastic with us. And the support that we've had uh, through the nine in a row has been incredible. And it's just stick with us, make sure we're all together and we, we focus and we we aim to go forward and we'll get the performances gone. He's been a phenomenal captain, but yeah. uh, not enough of the players showing that kind of commitment, Davey, would you say that? Or yeah, yeah, consistency? I, I, I think I would never or, yeah. I would never look at a, a footballer and and say that he, he's not trying. No. Um, I, I do think the players can give that, give that extra ounce or two when it matters. And I, I think some of the Celtic players are playing within themselves. Um, you know, I, I think it's over the last even since the beginning of this season and I don't think Neil did himself any favours by calling them out saying that some of them wanted out of the club um, I don't think that was wise to go public by all means say it in the dressing room 
But to call him out in public, I don't think that's done him any favour. We've got the Livingston captain here. Is that significant? The Celtic captain, Scott Brown, who puts everything in the line for Celtic, always has done, is coming out and backing his manager today. Yeah, and that'd be music to Neil Lennon's ears. You know, Scott Brown's a, a fantastic player and he has been a fantastic player for Celtic for a long, long time. Um, he's a leader, you know, both off and on the pitch and it'd be players like him that Neil Lennon will be leaning on now. You know, these are the players you need to pull you through this stage because as we spoke about there, you know, um, Neil did come out and talk about boys who wanted to leave the club if they weren't happy at the club. I think when you are a big club like Celtic and, you know, I've never been involved in a business on, on that side of thing, but if somebody doesn't want to be there, then there's so many players that do want to be there you know, go and get one of those. I never think it's a good thing keeping somebody at a club who doesn't want to be there. Never have I seen it, you know, go well for somebody. You know, they always fall off. They always, their form goes just up and down. You know, they don't really show that heart. And with Rangers doing what they're doing this season, you can't afford to have, you know, not nine out of 11 players playing on the pitch. It's the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. On the line now is Stefan, a Celtic fan. Hi, Stefan. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, we're good, thanks. Sad news about Diego Maradona. What a player. Any memories of him? Um, I was just about to say that, um, you know, rest in peace to, to an absolute god of, of football. Um, sadly, I'm, I'm too young to, to remember. Uh, I to, thought you might say that, Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> to, to see him play live, but I always remember the, the goal against England, the, the hand of God. I'll, I'll yeah. throw that out there when I like to rewatch. <laughs> but Davy Proven was saying about the other goal, which was an absolute world class goal. But yeah, what, what, what a player. Amazing. So Stefan, you're a Celtic fan. What what are you thinking today on the day when the, the banner was there in the morning? Save the 10, time to go, Neil, from the Green Brigade. What did you feel about that? Do you know what? I, I, when I seen it, I was I was very much, I was like, that. that's a very, it's a bold message from the Green Brigade. Um, one that I, th- I think is, is a bit too late, to be honest. Um, the, the timing of it is... It, it's sort of three three days too late. I think if they wanted to, to to you know do a banner outside Celtic Park, it should have been done on Monday at the latest. Um, I, I don't. I'm still coming to to terms whether or not I agree with it or not. I think I agree with the the message of. I think Neil Lennon may have. He's got a very much uphill battle, um, and and I personally don't think that that he could call it back. But I, I don't know if the, if the banner's very much for me. I, 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 I think after the board have come out with, you know, um, they, they've sort of backed them. You know, Mark O'Neill came out in the paper today backing them. I, I think that the banner was a bit too late. It, it, it's relatively futile now, and I, I don't see the board sacking them. So I, I, I don't see any, um, you know, anything will come from that, to be honest. What would you say to the players? Um... I would just, I, I mean, I, I don't know if they're, they're not playing for. It. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I, I think the performances have haven't been great. Um, I heard Neil Lennon's comments this afternoon. He seems confident uh, in the players that that he can turn it around. The players can turn it around, and he's a good group of boys uh, in the squad. I would just ask them to 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 play a bit a bit more. You know, be be a little bit better with you know how how they play play as a unit. To be honest. Um, because some of the performances haven't haven't been great. I think we've, we've played great in about three or four games uh, this season, um, and and that's not good enough for a club, uh, a Celtic size, to be honest. Davy Proven, just it's just difficult to see how Celtic find the spark. I was talking about Paul. I, I was part of a Celtic side in the seventy nine eighty season that lost a nine point lead over Aberdeen, to, and we lost the title, and we just got into a rut. 
And once you're in that, it's very difficult to get out of it and, and find the, the forum that you need. You need. And I, I think Celtic, to a certain extent, are in that movie where they, they just can't find the spark to to get up to, to, to full speed. Um, I, you know, I've no doubt that the, the players, they've proved in the past they're, they're good enough. Um, but they've, they've got to find something. And they've got to find it quick because Neil Lennon is right on the line now, I think. I mean, I, I don't think he can afford to lose one, one more league game if Rangers keep winning. I don't. I think if Neil loses one more league game, I think Peter Lobel or, uh, and Dermot Desmond are really going to have to to act, and they they must have a, they must have made provision for that by now. They, you know they're not they're not stupid. These people, they will have people in mind, um, if they have to to pull the plug on Neil Lennon. Surely not though. Eddie Howe coming from having been at Bournemouth and then losing his job, he did a great job for a long time, but it would be so different going from that yeah. environment to Glasgow. Yeah, I mean. It, He's done a terrific job for for Bournemouth. Glasgow is just different territory altogether, and I think you you only need to look at Eddie Howe's demeanour to ask the question: Would he be suited for the Glasgow Nut House, if you like, mm-hmm. Marvin? Yeah, just touching on Eddie Howe there. Obviously, I, I played under him for for three oh, yeah. or four years yeah. in in England, and. You know, I, I never like speaking about you know a, a team that has a, a manager in place or under pressure. So I won't yeah. you know s- yeah. say anything about that. But you know, Eddie Howe's a, a top top manager. Yeah. Um, you know, and don't be fooled by the way he looks. I know he looks <laughs> like a you know <laughs> like someone who just going into you know their last year at school. But that man um, uh, for uh, me is the best manager I've ever worked underneath. Really, he does iron fist, doesn't he? He's a really strong manager. Yeah, yeah. he's strong and, and he sets demands and he lets you know what is expected of you. But he also gives you all the tools for you to succeed. So you know, it's it's kind of like a three strike rule. If you don't succeed under him, you know those three times. If you make too many mistakes, then you're out the door. But you know you're going out the door because you're not gone on to the levels that he wanted you to go on to. You know, he's a very very good manager and and, and for me, you know, if he was to get in charge of any of the, t- the two clubs in Glasgow then, then he, for me he wins the league he, honestly he's that good Stefan the players what about Edouard Ed, you know, Davey's saying interesting Davey that you know you, you surrendered a nine uh, point lead in, in 79-80 is it the confidence that goes or is it just yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I think confidence is, it's not or, or certainly when I was in that Celtic team it wasn't down to a lack of effort we had Billy McNeil cracking the whip uh, every day in training um, who was very very demanding supporters are hugely demanding as anyone who's ever played for, for either old firm club will, will tell you we, we just couldn't get out of third gear and that was Roy Aitken Tommy Burns yeah a really good a really yeah. good committed Celtic, Danny McGrain yeah really good Celtic side um, uh, and we, we flogged the title and I, you know looking back on it it, yeah. You know, I, I couldn't put my finger on where it started to go wrong and how we couldn't couldn't find that extra gear when it mattered. Stefan, where's the magic going to come from? Is it going to be Edward and Griffiths? Are they going to play together up front consistently? I, I would I would like to see Edward and Griffiths play up front. You know, towards um, you know last year, um, the second half of the season after the trip to Dubai, Edward and Griffiths just playing together. It, it was it was great football. It was great to watch. You know, they really struck up a partnership. And you know we've not had that this season. Um, you know, with with any of our strikers, I think I think you need the partnership for for Edward. I think he's a player that, that, that thrives yeah. on a partnership. Um, and whether it could be with a Yeti or a Griffiths, I, I definitely think you need someone up there with them. Um, and obviously, sorting out the defence—that was the problem at Hibs, wasn't it? At the, um, they the, the just Marvin, were you, you you'd see the goals. Um, you surprised? 
very surprised. You know, it's so unlike Scott Brown as well with, with the penalty. Yeah. You know, n- normally he, he's there winding people up. You don't see that kind of pressure get to him where he makes a rash decision like that, or, you know, especially in the box. But it just shows the pressure that they're under. You know, not only are they not going uh, full steam, Rangers are, you know, and as Scott Brown touched about their social media, you know, they're going to have the fans at them day in, day out, day in, day out. They won't be playing. Rangers will. Rangers will be winning games. And, and it's so, so hard for those players. The, the one thing that struck me watching the Hibs game, Marvin, and I think reflects poorly on the, the coaching staff, the penalty, the way that the Celtic defenders were static, Scott Bain makes the save. Surely that should be in a def- that should be ingrained in any defender to follow the penalty in. Yeah. I mean, sh- surely that is part of, of the coaching staff's job. To, to make sure your players know how to, to react when a penalty has been taken against you. But is that on the players or is that on the coaching staff? Because for me, uh, as, as a player, you know, I'm, I'm going to react to that. I'm going to think my goalkeeper is going to save it. If I don't, you know, I think it's very hard to say that that's on, on the coaching staff and that's not on me as an individual because, you know, in football, there's a certain amount of accountability as players we must take. And, and I think stuff like that, you know, that's just, that, that's just, just, just lazy. Well, you, that's you just would, lack of concentration. You would normally take it as read that they would follow it in. Yeah. And it astonished me to see them standing and you know static at the edge of the box when when the Hibs player reacted much quicker. Yeah, and especially with Scott Bain and goal, you know, he, his penalty saving is one of his yeah. one of you know, one of his yeah. strong points. Stefan, Rangers are playing so well and such a strong squad now. Yeah, um, you know that's the thing from last season that we, that we didn't you know see from Rangers towards the end of the season that they sort of fell away from Celtic. Yeah. You're not getting that this season. They they look utterly relentless, um, and and that's the worry. Um, you know, if Celtic win the two games in hand, they're still five points behind. You've got three games against them to go. It's going to be really really tight. Um, that's a testament to the to the way they've, they've set up this season and how good you know they are playing. So will Celtic be able to narrow the gap and uh, make it ten in a row, or do you think this is going to be Rangers' season? I would like to think that we can narrow the gap um, and, and get ten in a row. Um, there's 25, 24, 25 games to go. I'm not going to rule it out. Um, it's going to be tight. Um, but you know, there's one thing that Celtic players have is they've got a winning mentality, and if anyone can do it, it, it can be them. So I'll say that. Davey. Celtic have drifted out to four to one for the title now, Paul, and that tells you where the money's going. Mm-hmm. And usually, you you follow the money. Rangers at the moment look odds on. Yeah. Davy Proven, Marvin Bartley, Stefan, great call there, and me, Paul Cooney. We're back with more in a moment. The Bull Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Marvin Bartley, Davey Proven on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Every night, Monday to Friday, give us your calls 0808 17 17 700. We're going in the line in a moment or two. Text your message to go to 87474. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. And tributes coming in to what's now the late, great Diego Maradona, who died today, aged 16. Already football marking it tonight, Marvin. Yeah. yeah, you know, showing the respect by the minute silence and, and, and the, the black armband. You know, if there's anybody who, who deserves it, it's that great man. And, you know, it's still shocking to hear he's only 60, 60 years of age, you know. Um, absolutely crazy, but 
what he did for football, you know, took it to another level for all of us. And no matter what country you're from, no matter what team you supported, you know, what, what he did for football will never, ever be forgotten. Argentina's greatest ever player, maybe the world's greatest ever. Yeah. David, you said uh, you've been checking out what's happening in yeah, Argentina. Yeah, the Argentine government has just announced that there will be three days of mourning for Diego Maradona, which uh, gives you an idea of, of just how highly he is held uh, among his compatriots there. So, yeah, great tribute to him. Here's John, a Celtic fan in Bells Hill. John, good evening. Hi, Paul. How you doing? Hi, John. Yeah, fine. Sad news about Maradona, just 60. Uh, what a player. Unique. Yeah, I just I heard this afternoon uh, when I was in work. Um, obviously, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of England fans, <laughs> I don't know how they'll feel about it yeah. uh, for, ob- for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, so maybe he'll shake the hand of God when he's up there. Well... <laughs> Let's hope so, Diego Maradona. Um, so, what's, what's on your mind tonight, John? Uh, just a, a couple of things, but yeah. one thing in particular. I, just, I wanted to thank Davey for one of the best days I've had in my life. Right. Um, if you get... He's looking a wee bit <laughs> quizzical because we don't know what's coming uh, up. Careful, okay. John, careful. That... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know Davey personally, but obviously being a Celtic fan... Um, I, my memory jumps back to the Scottish Cup final against the United, uh, the 2-1 game, um, where he scored the free kick. Yeah. Uh, for just outside the box hit. How you managed to get the ball in, I haven't a clue. Uh, and then, obviously, Frank McGarvey with a diving header. Um, but the, the best part about it for me was that I was watching it in a house full of Ranger, Ranger supporters. <laughs> <laughs> and the television went out uh, the window, so, did it? <laughs> Uh, almost, uh, I was getting it. I was getting it big all the way through the game because the United were winning one, mm. one nothing all the way through. And then David, you stepped up, uh, and they soon stopped talking. <laughs> and eventually, when Frank, Frank scored these these diving header, um, yeah. it was a, a great feeling. So you can imagine what I was saying to them yeah. at the end there. John, John I, I can tell you, John, I, I could have stood there until midnight and not done that again. It was just one of these ones. <laughs> You know, where Take you, us through, David. you know yeah. when you yeah. strike it, you get a good contact in the ball, and you know it's not going to be far away. But you know, it's it's it was one in a million. As, as I say, I could have stood there forever, and not done that again. Because the game was going against that was the hundredth Scottish Cup final, wasn't it? It was the hundredth Cup yeah. final. We had been very poor. Dundee United got a goal up, and at that time, managed by Jim McLean, they, they knew how to choke a game, and, and we were we were struggling to to make a chance. And um, we had practice free kicks all week and we had decided that Murder McLeod would take the free kicks John so I, I, I don't know where uh, I don't know why I stepped up it, it was it just uh, it's a moment of fate I think moment of fate and a great thank moment uh, as well uh, just one of, the, one of the ones thank God you did well yeah I mean it's the moment and you know I, I played over 300 games for Celtic but it, it's the moment I felt I, I left my signature on the, the team and the club and it's it's something I still cherish to this day. Now and again, I I, I dig the old uh, DVD out and <laughs> and have a reminisce about it, Frank and I. We've got it. I'm just, so, John, I'm just showing it to. You can see David. Oh, the hair is long as well. Uh, Mar- Marvin, what do you make? You've just seen it. Wow, that, that's yeah. some free kick. Um, I think I could hit a million of those, and it wouldn't go anywhere near the goal. So, wow, that's the first time I've ever seen it. And and John, I I now realise why you know you wanted to speak to him. Um, you know what a fantastic free kick that was. Yeah, I, I've I've been blessed that. I was brought up with Celtic in the early 70s through the 80s and onwards. Uh, so obviously, I, but they are the first time round when Celtic went to nine in a row. Uh, and obviously, 
And that was some team, you know John. That was some team, was oh, it? Uh, the first nine in uh, a row team. Uh, it certainly was. Uh, I, I, I know that the, the team's going through a hard time just now, and boy, would we give for a lot of the players then to be in the team now? Yeah, yep. yeah. Hey, John, that's uh, Marvin enjoyed seeing that in 1985. I remember it, uh, covering it. John, what else did you want to say? What about Celtic today? Then, what are you thinking? What do you feel? I, I just I, I seen a clip on the internet of the the banner in front of Celtic, yeah. Celtic Park. Yeah. I, I know I know everybody's entitled to their opinion. Sure. Uh, and and again, obviously, when the team's going through a bad time, but as uh, one of the pundits said the other night, there. Rangers have suffered for eight years. Yep. Celtic have only suffered for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Now every team does go through a bad patch, no matter what. Uh, and I dare say, looking at Rangers at the moment, it looks as though they're they are not going to stop. Uh, they're just going to keep going on the way they're going. But you know, it's one of the ones you never know. Celtic, I dare say, will come good at some point. But just it's one of the ones you could hope that comes quicker rather than sooner. Uh, I, I feel Lenny seems to be a bit stubborn. Uh, and sticking to the, the, the way he's playing things, it's as if he doesn't want to take advice. I, I, whether that's the right way to put it or no, um, I think he just he needs a wee bit of help mm-hmm. uh, to get to get to get the the, the train running again. Uh, at the moment, it's just sit, it's sitting derailed a wee bit, but I'm sure uh, it will uh, take off again. Davy. Um, but the, as, far, see, as, far, as far as the banner's concerned, yeah, I think, as I say, that people are entitled to their opinion, but in front of Celtic Park, it's a bit, a bit yeah. bad. Yeah, I, I don't think people are thinking straight. You know, 10 in a row has has confused everyone. Maybe not confused, but the preoccupation with, with 10 in a row has people, uh, you know, not thinking rationally. Yeah. You know, um, it distorted the view, didn't it? Oh, totally. Yeah. The Nobody, Champions League disappeared within weeks. Well, the, neither prelims. neither Stephen Gerrard and, uh, or Neil Lennon is going to get an ounce of breathing space. Yeah. And you know, this could very easily be Stephen Gerrard in the same movie. If Stephen Gerrard was trailing by eleven points, he would be getting it in the neck from the, the Rangers supporters. That's Glasgow. But you know, and ten I think, in a row. I think it was. Oh, he was, yeah, but yeah, just before COVID, for sure. I mean, they came into the year looking really good team. They beat Celtic in the Old Firm Derby in New Year and things were looking good. But Marvin, it changed as we know. You know what the dynamic will be like, you know, and being a manager, it's tough. Your own manager, I'm not asking you to comment on it, but he came out after the weekend saying, well, I need to have a look at things. You know, Brian Rice is under pressure at Hamilton, St Mirren have a good win at the weekend. It's tough for management, isn't it? But it's part of it. Yeah, no, exactly. It is part of it. And, you know, it's the best job in the world when you're winning. Um, but when you, when you do lose a few games or you draw too many games, especially at a huge club like Celtic, the pressure's always going to be on. But, you know, one thing for me is, you know, I, I do see, you know, some fans saying that they, you know, that they want Neil Lennon out. But but who do you replace him with? You know, in such an important time in this season, who do you replace him with right now who's going to, you know, get it straight away? And that's a difficult thing. If it was a summer, you know, then it's, it's totally different. It's a totally different conversation. But I think where they are at now... You know, with Neil Lennon's squad, so to speak, which he's put together with his backroom team, I think you, you have to leave, leave him in charge until, you know, it's not possible to catch Rangers. If that then does happen, then maybe you can bring in a new manager. But I don't think there's going to be a lot of managers out there now who are going to want to be chasing a 10 in a row and being 11 points behind. I think, you know what, I'll take that job on right now. John, thanks for your call. Mick's on the line now from Greenock. Good evening, Mick. Hello. We'll try and get him in a second or two. On the programme on Monday night, Cy Ferry was saying, Davey, that uh, maybe bring in Gordon Strachan 
alongside Neil Lennon. Great respect for him. So Neil Lennon, the manager, but just... No, uh, no, no. no I, I don't think you can have a two-ball, uh, Paul. You, it's either one or the other. Um, you know, and if, if Neil Lennon has to step aside, I, I think Gordon Strachan is a good shout. But, you know, over Celtic have to look... I know it's difficult, but they have to look beyond 10 in a row. But they can't, can they? they? Yeah, well, that's the problem. They've become a prisoner, a hostage of 10 in a row. Celtic have to look beyond that to a much bigger stage and and try and reassert their credibility in the European arena. That is where Celtic should be able to compete. Mick, thanks for calling. Good evening. Hi, Mick. Hi, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good. John, thanks for that call earlier. Mick, what's your point? Um, just a, a wee bit about the banner itself. Yeah. Um, I found it. I found it a wee bit embarrassing, to be honest. Um, I think Lennon, as much as things on the going too well now, I think he does deserve a wee bit more respect um, for the kind of for the job that he's done, not just as a manager but obviously as a player as well. Yep. I can understand why there's a lot of panic, um, because again, it's a mass, it's a history making season, and it's not going, it's not going great. But again, the banner, a wee bit, a wee bit embarrassing for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, people are entitled to an opinion. There was also a statement with it where they paid tribute to what he's done for the club, but ultimately the banner was up this morning saying, uh, you know, time to go. What, what would you say? What about the players themselves? I mean, Celtic squad, still a very strong squad. It's a huge squad, but the, what, would, what do you feel about it? What would, what's your advice then to Neil Lennon, if he's listening to, to it? What would you say for the match, let's say, with Sparta Prague and then Ross County this weekend? Because he needs to get a run going now. Um, whatever's happening right now, it's not working. So try and change something. Um, I personally think that see Damien Duffmo being there, I think that's maybe changed something a wee bit in the style that we're style of play that we have. Um, it, there's definitely got to be some changes made. Um, I think he's been a wee bit unlucky with obviously the COVID situation and certain injuries and the fact that we can't get Griffiths and Edward up top. But he needs to find a formation, stick with it, and just and you know get get a bit of belief in himself and the players because. A lot of them look as if they're not wanting to play for them. I think that's why people are wanting a change. Davey? I, I don't think Neil Lennon knows what his best shape is. You know, he, he came back from the break in Dubai last year. And for me, he outfoxed Stephen Gerrard because he came back, he changed his system to three at the back, allowed him to play two strikers, uh, and Celtic scooshed the title. Um, at the moment, he's alternating between a three and a four at the back, one up front, two up front. Um, he doesn't seem to know what his best team is and, and certainly as individuals the, the, the players I'm not saying they're not trying but they're not performing the way they had previously Julian coming back will he be in I wonder because the defence that's been rock solid in the past but not this season Marvin yeah, it's been it's been difficult for for the Celtic. Um, you know, he said normally the defence is, is so strong and you build from there, but at times this season they've gone from a three to a four, back to a three. It, it's been difficult for them because they are conceding goals. When you are changing from a three to a four, it's so much different if you're not conceding goals and you're just doing it for you know tactical stuff. But when it's to strengthen you and then you do concede you know one or two again and you think to yourself, wow, this isn't working either. Um, it makes it so much more difficult. But Julian coming back. Uh, you know, I, I felt that he was a player uh, just before he got injured that you know people were looking at and saying, is he that good? You know, Let's bring somebody else in. Now I think they can see how much he does mean to that back line. Mm. David, would you go along with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the big disappointment for me uh, is um, Shane Duffy. Duffy. And I've got to put my hands up. I thought Shane Duffy would have been a really good central defender for Celtic. I thought he was exactly what they needed. He's been all over the place, caught on the wrong side, caught under the ball. He just looks... Totally lost and, you know, looked so assured playing beside Lewis Dunk at Brighton, but has looked anything but since he's come up here. Mick, what do you feel? 
Um, well, I think I think Davy's spot on in the sense that Lennon doesn't know his best kind of his best kind of formation, his best side at the moment, and that's what's worrying me because we've not really got too much time to for him to find out because Rangers are they're sadly in, in good form for the first time in a long time, so he needs to find out what his best team is. Julian coming back should make a difference. Um, I would put El Hamid in and give Frimpong a wee rest because I think yeah. all the all the games he's playing, it's not been good for him, and his defensive kind of feel he's a wee bound out as well. So he needs to fight. He needs to make changes, and I think maybe when Turnbull comes back, I'll give him a wee chance as well. And ideally, if we can get back to a three-five-two formation with Griffiths and Edward up top, um, if Griffiths can ever get fully fit, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, then we've got a chance. But as I said, Rangers only looking what's slipping up now, and we've got a good run of games um, at Parkhead coming up. I think we've got maybe our next three or four league games at home. Yep. So that should be should be no point stopped. Any more point stopped, and it could be it could be too late. Mick in Greenock, which uh, you're not in the full lockdown, are you? Inverclyde is just out it, so keep it that way, Mick. Thanks very much for calling in. Cheers. Stay safe. Look after yourself. So uh, Some good calls there. Rangers fans coming on as well. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard in the second hour and uh, Tavernier as well about the squad and the form of Rangers. That's all coming up next. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Well, the games keep on coming tomorrow night. It'll be Sparta Prague against Celtic kicking off around now. And then about 7.45, Benfica coming to town. Portuguese Giants playing Rangers. 0808 17 17 1700. What are you thinking about tomorrow night's game? For Rangers fans, James Tavernier, what a player and what a season he's having. Marvin Bartley, what would you say about that? I mean, he's always been a good player. He was criticised before about defensive qualities, but he's one of the best in the country at the moment. Yeah, his game's going from strength to strength. And it was so good. I was listening to Stephen Gerrard on a podcast the other day and, you know, he said that he spotted uh, Tav to be to be a captain. He had captain's material and he said he just got better and better each season. Um, so, you know, it's fantastic. And he's top goal scorer as well at the moment. It doesn't happen often for a right back. Yeah, really proud of the squad. Um, I think we're in a great place at the minute. You know, worked extremely hard um, over the course of the season to get where we are now. But, you know, we've still got a long, long way to go. So far, so good. We know we still can improve in areas and, you know, all the lads on the training pitch are willing to make that difference and to, to train really hard. So I'm really proud of the boys. And on myself, I'm just really enjoying my football. I've laid that's down to the lads who I'm playing with. I'm really enjoying my football and or still trying to look to improve myself and hopefully may continue. Top scorer James Tavernier, as you were saying. Uh, Cy calls him Tavernier, Barry calls him Tavernier. I don't think he cares, does he, Marvin? As long as he keeps scoring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as he keeps scoring and Rangers keeps winning, uh, you know, he does not mind what he's called. But he wants to be called at the end of the season, you know, the, the captain who's a champion of the league, you know, that, that's, that's what he wants to be called at the end of the season. But no, he's been fantastic. 
Thanks for all the messages on socials. John is on there from the south side just saying uh, how much he's enjoying the stories there, Davey. And Marvin, he says, you're marvellous. So he is enjoying it. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Sad day for the football throughout the world. Diego Maradona passed away today, aged just 60 years old. And Davey, you remember when they came to Glasgow in 1979? Yeah, I, w- I was behind the goal that day, Paul, and absolutely stunned at the ability of this uh, young man. And, and later, I, I, I knew a, a girl who worked in a, a store who sold denims in Glasgow and she told me that the, the day before the game the Argentine team had come into the store to buy denims yeah. and they fitted all the players out with denims they couldn't find a pair that would go over Maradona's thighs so, so <laughs> he was the only one wow. yeah. who didn't get a pair of denims there was no, nothing in the store that would fit him and that's where that explosive power came from that acceleration you know, if you, if you look at the build of him, the, the power that came from his thighs, he was just electric. We're watching the goals there. See, yeah, Jim White on Sky there. There's the hand of God, Marvin. Sorry to throw that to you <laughs> on that one. But what about that, the thighs and his low centre of gravity? Yeah, a diminutive player, wasn't he? You know, a powerhouse, absolute powerhouse. And, and, and like we were saying, we're talking about back then, the tackles you had to ride, you had to be strong. You know, if you weren't big in, in, in physique, if you weren't a six-footer, then you had to be really, really strong to hold your own and, and, and play in those games. We're going to go to Ross. In fact, let's go now. Ross, a Celtic fan, is on the line. Ross, good evening. Hi there, how are you all doing? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, doing not too bad, not too bad. Just getting through these times in there. Well, indeed, stay safe. Um, and hopefully we'll come through it. The vaccines are on the way. It's good yeah, news. Yeah, yeah light at the end of the tunnel. Definitely. Some some good news, at least, this year. Indeed. Uh, really, really sad to hear about the Maradona as well. I'd only just found out coming home from work. Yeah. Yeah, um, an absolute icon and just a footballing genius. I mean, up there with the kind of best and Johnson mm-hmm. and just an absolute dynamo in the pitch and incredible. This is I'll live on that memory of him. Playing. Do you know, I think it was 15 years ago today that uh, it is. George, George Best, best yeah. died. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. yeah, Ross, good that you remember him. So Ross, um, what what are you thinking uh, about Celtic? Who would have thought uh, 11 yeah. points behind Rangers uh, in November? Well, I mean, I'm 35. I've seen Celtic through kind of the the rough times, the, and obviously more recently now we've got like the kind of good times. But it seems a bit kind of strange saying that, and the, the way the fans are acting just now. Um, I I have to be honest. I mean, I've been really getting really angry and very upset with the way some of the fans have have acted. I can fully understand how the form's not great. The results aren't the best, but by far this is the way the fans are reacting is as if it was as if it was back in the nineties, as if we'd went nine years without a trophy, yeah. as if we'd went like as if we went through a barren spell, and it's November. The, the leagues, the, the leagues, the league titles no no handed out before Christmas. So I think it's it's, it's totally over been overplayed, and I've got more views thinking that maybe. It's partly because fans aren't in the stadiums. There's not mm-hmm. the thing over. You go to the game, you come out the game, you're there. It's all kind of there's a human contact and a kind of a, a realistic kind of thing of it. But it's just all online now, and it's all sure. all up to a thing. And with the banner today, I was absolutely disgusted mm-hmm. with that for more than one reason. Apart from the message alone of just get letting out that whole idea. Um, for me, I, I disagree with the message. I disagree with the banner because. Right now, Glasgow's in tier four. We're supposed to be taking this whole virus thing seriously. 
and we're they're all going to go up and have a protest outside the stadium with a banner to get the manager out. Yeah. I, so, I, 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 I honestly think that some fans have lost track sight of mm-hmm. what's actually happened this year, what's really important this year, and to put that into context for some people, I think they really should kind of give okay. themselves a shake. Right, some good points, Ross. Stay with us. Let's hear what Neil Lennon said today about the fan criticism. That's the fans, or some of the fans' opinion. You know, we haven't made that bad at the start of the season. So compared to other seasons, it's not been as bad a start as what people make it out to be. But I can't control, you know, what some fans are, are feeling. I've got to put things into perspective here. I think there's a lot of um, theory and a little bit of panic. I think there's a frustration that the supporters not being able to to be at the games, but um, you know, I, I've got the perspective of Cam. It was a long way to go. Yes, Rangers have made a great start to the season. We can't affect that. We can maybe later on by putting pressure on that. Pretty confident that we will. Marvin Ross made a good point about, and we said earlier, Rangers have maybe ven- benefited from the fans not being in. The pressure came off them after you know terrible end to last season. For Celtic, conversely, maybe they are missing the fans. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and maybe the fans are missing the games, I think. And, and Ross touched on it there, you know. It means because fans can't go to the actual games, they're venting their frustration, you know, through social media. And, and a lot of it might be that they're frustrated that they can't go to the football. So now they just want to take it out on, on absolutely anybody. And, you know, Neil Lennon in there as well made a very, very good point, you know, that it's early days still in terms of, you know, Celtic can be, close this gap very, very quickly and towards the end of the season then start to put the pressure on Rangers. But... You know, I think within that Celtic dressing room, Ross, I think, you know, one thing the boys should be saying to themselves now, well, if we win all our games between now and the end of the season, I know it's a huge ask, but we win, this, we win the league. You know, it's still very much in their own hands. They they need to now go on a run. And when you do go on that run, it puts the pressure on a team that you're chasing. Um, but up until they can do that, you know, Rangers will just keep going through the motions and, and keep winning games. But, you know, if Celtic win their two games in hand and then they, they win the next old firm game, then, you know, it all looks a lot, lot different. David, it's a good point, um, Ross. Mind you, part of that would be beating Rangers. You know, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I think re- regardless of of uh, which of the two old firm sides you happen to be playing for, you will always be judged against what the team on the other side of the city are doing. It's unavoidable. You know, I read Martin O'Neill's comments where he was saying, forget about Rangers. Celtic can't forget about Rangers at the moment. Rangers are the big problem for Neil Lennon. You know, in any other season... You know, Rangers would probably have spilled more points, it would have been closer, and Neil Lennon would have had a, a bit more headroom. He's not getting any headroom, he's not getting any breathing space. They're on his case, the, the Celtic supporters, be, because Rangers at the moment are going like a steam train, and there is no sign at this moment, and I accept the season is young, there is no sign at this moment that Celtic can reel Rangers in. Here's Stephen Gerrard about the confidence in the Rangers squad. Winning games and going on unbeaten runs definitely breeds confidence and, and belief in, in the group. I think looking into tomorrow's game as well, I think the players have experienced playing against these players in this team not so long ago. And we've shown that certainly the big part of the game that we could match Benfica and certainly compete. So this is a game that the players are very much looking forward to. We have major respect for these individually and collectively as a group, Benfica. We couldn't be going in in a better place, really, if you think about the run of games we've been on. And Ross, let's hear from your manager, from Neil Lennon. Looking forward to Sparta tomorrow. It must be so tough, but he faced the media today. Scott Brown was there as well, and then they flew to Prague. Well, we have to win tomorrow to stand any chance of uh, qualifying. That's our sole focus now, is you know going to Prague and trying to win the game. We were, you know, the the reverse game here was probably as disappointing as we've been for a while. 
So it's important that we motivate ourselves to correct that. And to be honest with you, our way record in Europe has been pretty good. So we we take all the positives from that and bring it into the game tomorrow. It's possible they can turn it round against uh, Prague. They did it against yeah, Lille. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm of the opinion now it's easier to play away from home in Europe on, on the counter attack. Um, uh, and I think Celtic proved that in France, the, the way they performed. Um, and, I, you know, I think they've got a good chance. I, I do think qualification is... is more or less out with the, the reach but it's 90 minutes in which Neil Lennon can can get something from his team to, to build on you know to, to try and get back to, to, to where they should be um, so it, 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 it's not a it's not a dead rubber, rubber by any manner of means it's a chance for Neil Lennon to kick start his season It's about momentum Marvin isn't it Rangers are 21 games unbeaten 11 points clear in the league and uh, nothing breeds like success No exactly momentum's the, the, the key word and you know Speaking about Celtic, yes, tomorrow's game, the qualification might be out of reach, even if they do win it. But it's about starting that run. You know, they drew their last game against Hibs, so they can, if they can win tomorrow, then they win on Sunday in the cup. Then you go into next week with a, a lot brighter attitude and thinking, you know, we've, that's two games now we've won in a row. You know, let, let's kick on again. Um, so it's absolutely massive for me. I think it's key for me tomorrow that they win that game. Should they lose that game, it's just you know it's it's just going to make things even more difficult for them Ross thanks very much for calling the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited thanks a lot 0808 17 17 700 Paul Cooney with Marvin Bartley the Livingston captain and the Celtic and Scotland legend Davey Proven obviously with Sky Sports too. he's just back uh, well not just back but it was amazing (laughs) we were just talking in the first hour about uh, Serbia were you doing any of the Yes Sir I Can Boogie were you into all that Uh, later on in the evening Uh, a little bit what was uh, was the parting like well no we'll keep that what what happened in Serbia or London or wherever it was Marvin but wasn't that great to see you know so many oh nearlys for Scotland uh, the way it lifted the nation no exactly a huge huge lift and and it couldn't have came at a better time in a better year you know with all that's been going on as as Ross the caller was talking about of all that's been going on you know it was absolutely magical to see that and then seeing Ryan Christie's uh, interview after you know if that didn't bring a tear to your eye eye, then you're, you're not human if I'm honest what a great, a great guest David Proven is. It's Campbell on the line saying, and Marvin as well, enjoying it. Thank you. It's the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. We're with you right through the pandemic and beyond. The vaccine's coming. Go Radio will be here. Uh, look out for Crofty, Adele and Gradio in the morning. Davey, six till ten. I'm not sure when you got up, you uh, pundits no, these no, days. No, yeah. I'm early. Are you I, an early? I hear uh-huh. it. Yeah, yeah, I hear it. Yep. Good, OK. Yep. Uh, Marvin, what about footballers? You're up for training. What time do you start training? Um, we have to be in for 10 o'clock, um, but my dog normally wakes me up about 8 o'clock because he wants to go out for a walk. Oh. So, yeah. what, what have you got? Uh, I've got a Rottweiler. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, you, see, you pull that face, but he's scared of everything. Any um, chance you can take it on the park with you? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be <Sorry>. trying that. <laughs> actually, I've got some stats actually coming, and um, you're in them. That's oh. what I'll tell you. Ali Defoy has given us some stats, which when I find, I'm going to put to you, Davey. I'm going to give you a quick quiz. Uh, yeah, this uh, tonight we'll speak to Rob. Where is Rob McLean? I can hear you say. Um, no, he's not back at the BBC. He's working for us tonight, but he is at Aberdeen, who are, of course, up against Hamilton. And that's a really big match for Hamilton and the teams at that end of the table. Yeah, um, so we want Aberdeen to perform well and win the game, if I'm honest. Um, you know, but for Aberdeen also, you know, it's a big game for them. They've, they've started well this season. Um, and it's something they'll want to continue and, and kind of cement that third place with, with Hibs um, drawing with St Johnston last night. It's a huge game for Aberdeen, but like you said, for Hamilton equally, it's a massive game. Greg is on the line from Cumbernauld and other Celtic fans, lots of Celtic fans calling in uh, tonight. Hi, Greg, good evening. How are you? Have we got Greg? Hello, Greg. 
We'll try again in a second or two, Davey. Uh, last night, Hibs, a point gained for you then, the, the late goal? Well, they were 2-1 yeah. down. I think Callum Davison would, would be sick at um, you know being 2-1 ahead with such a short period of the game left to, to you know to, to pass up two points. Yeah. Uh, I've got to say, Hibs, very easy on the eye, you know, with the, with the two wide players, mm-hmm. uh, Murphy and Boyle. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously found a really good centre-forward in, in the boy is, but... Just the poor at the back. I mean, the defending against Celtic late on at the weekend, last weekend, was just absolutely shambolic. Keeper has done well for them, obviously. Marciano on the Israeli keeper. He's really grown in confidence. You'll know him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got better as, as he's got more settled into the team. And I think he's really enjoying this this new style uh, under Jack Ross as well. So, yeah, you know, Offi has been, been, been magnificent for them. But they lost Paul Hanlon to an injury yesterday, which is obviously their captain when David Gray isn't playing. So that, that could be a huge blow for them. Greg from Cumbernauld is on the line of Celtic fan. Hi, Greg. Hi, mate. How you doing? Yeah, good. That was my fault, not yours. So, Greg, uh, what are you thinking tonight? Any memories about Diego Maradona? I don't. What vintage are you? Uh, you about thirty? No, no, yeah. no, no memories for me. I'm only nineteen. Oh, so, <laughs> well, well, so you live on YouTube and stuff then? So have you been looking at some of the the, the cuts of uh, Diego Maradona? Have Have a wee yeah, look. Was, yeah. uh-huh. Great player. Uh, I think we just lost you there. So we'll. Yeah, lines playing up uh, just a little bit, isn't it? Funny, but with uh, YouTube, that's the great thing, Davey, that younger people can see yeah. and uh, be it's aware not, of the, the skill. Not, not just yeah. the, the the games where you can see the very best of Diego Maradona. If you if you Google Diego Maradona warm up, you'll see a warm up he did before the UEFA Cup final, where he's he's playing with the ball and have a look at that right. and just appreciate the man's skill. Got that, Marvin? Yep. Yeah, I've seen that again in the documentary, Effortless. Yeah, Effortless, what he was doing. Brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, tonight then, we'll speak to Rob quite shortly, but we're going to, it's Hamilton against Aberdeen. Aberdeen, uh, the weekend, it's no contest well, really. Talking, up, talking about yep. Hibs defending Aberdeen, the, the you know, the, exactly the, the same. Yeah. Um, uh, just, I mean, I wouldn't take anything away from Rangers who steamrolled them, but some of the goals that were given away, and Andy Considine, brilliant for Scotland, but see this wrestling in the box, Marvin. I mean, you're obviously. I don't know whether you man mark or yeah. whether you mark zones. No, we man mark off corners. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, all this handling and. It, yeah, it's, it's 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 a difficult one because you know from a defensive point of view, the strikers grabbing you from from the get go. Um, but I think in terms of the attacking players, they know they give away a free kick at worst. When you're defending, you know it's it's going to be a penalty if you do pull somebody down. If the referee deems you know there's too much shirt pulling. So are you, are you just thinking stop the forward, or are you watching the ball and, and thinking I, I might be able to go and attack this and win it, or are you thinking I'm watching the guy who I'm marking and I'm just going to make sure he doesn't score? I'm 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 more aware of where the ball's coming in. If I'm honest, um, I think you could get. With all the set pieces that are done nowadays, you know, with players trying to pull you out of position and whatever else, if you're one of the bigger guys, um, you know, I'm not worried about going into an area where I don't think that that player is going to be able to score a header. You know, so I'm trying to affect the ball. When that ball's coming across, yes, there's a lot of movement from the guy I'm marking. I do have to be aware of where he is, but I also want to attack that ball and yeah. defend that ball. And that's that's how we try and, you know, defend It's a balance, pieces. really, isn't it? Yeah. It's a balance. I mean, I, I don't know if it still happens in Italy, but you used to watch the games in Italy 
where the defenders would not even be remotely looking at the ball. All they would be doing is looking at the guy they're marking yeah. and just to block him off, make sure he wasn't getting a free run at the ball. Yeah, was, they were basically bear-hugging them, weren't they? Yeah, in the absolutely. Days, but absolutely. You couldn't do that now with no, the no. AR. <laughs> <laughs> we penalties every game. That's Marvin Bartley, Davy Proven and Paul Cooney here on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Uh, Ali Defoy is giving us the quiz in a moment or two, which you feature in. I've kind of given away the answer, actually. Um, so that's going to be in a moment or two. Marvin, for you at Livingston, though, so how are you feeling? Uh, it, obviously a break from the league again at the moment because it's Betfred at the weekend. Uh, Livingston at home to Air United. Yeah, like you said, it is a, it is a break from the league, but, but for us, the league's our bread and butter. You know, for, for the club, the, the most important thing is, is staying in the Premiership. Um, you know, we've been disappointed with the start we've made. Um, I'll call it a start, well, we're 14, 15 games in now. We've been disappointed with the season so far. Um, and as a squad we need to do better um, as a player as a captain of the football club I need to do better and we all know this you know it's, it's about time that we, we really dug in and, and, and went on a, a mini run ourselves because you know we, with the squad we have and with what's been invested by the football club we shouldn't be as close to the bottom as we currently are and you know we've lost to St Mirren twice and we've lost to Hamilton you know once and they're two teams that are beneath us you know it's not acceptable um, and we know that so it's time to now kick on but yeah we've got Air United on Saturday so we'll enjoy that you know we look to win that game, get into the next round of the cup, but then the league it really is our bread and butter. Slim margins, isn't it, Davey? Because they probably you know outpunched their weight last season. Would that be fair to oh, say for Livingston? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then they, they lose Lyndon Dykes. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I know they needed the, the money. Yeah. I mean, two million quid's a lot of money for Livingston, but must have left big, big shoes to fill, Marvin. Yeah, yeah. huge. Um, and it's not just about his goal scoring, you know, it's about, as you see for Scotland, his, his play, he chases lost causes, yeah. you know, he gets you up the pitch, he wins his headers to bring other people into play, he gets his fair share of fouls. So it's not just about, you know, people look at the goals he scored last season and said, well, he didn't score a lot of goals, but it's the rest of it, you know, the rest of the package that he brought to the game. And did, you, did you think he would be as successful with Scotland as he has been? Yeah, because what I do believe that the, the better defenders you play against the less physical contact they want you know so for an old school number nine they don't want to play against that you know nobody wants to have you know elbow across their, their face people don't want that anymore they don't want to be roughed up and chased down and, and that, those sorts of things so I always knew that you know Lyndon would be a real real handful and it's no surprise what he's doing for Scotland so he scored last night as well against QPR so have you spoken to him since uh, the Serbian result yeah, yeah. I, I speak I speak to him quite a lot um, you know I, I was very close to him when he was at Livingston um, so yeah. I, I do keep in contact with him now and his penalty wasn't the best hit yesterday was it but it went in so it, we'll take that <laughs> it's there isn't it it's in the record books Marvin keep in with them because the Go Radio Football Show we're heading for London <laughs> don't know if the bosses know we're heading to Wembley you'll be there Davey you're on the bus as well I'm there oh you'll be with Sky you'll be down there with Mark, Mark Tyler and all the steady, rest steady. <laughs> giving it large the Go Radio Football Show let's go this time tomorrow night, Sparta Prague against Celtic will be 26 minutes old and Rangers will be preparing for the match with Benfica. Ali Defoy was there today at the Zoom media call with Stephen Gerrard and was asking him about injuries. Uh, Ryan Jack's about for, for tomorrow's game. Uh, we won't know on Ryan until later on today. Zungu uh, will be missing as well and the rest is as it was from the weekend, basically. And Ali, you asked him about the confidence in the squad and also throughout the whole club. Well, I think it's an ongoing uh, thing what we're trying to do. Obviously, the priority is always the team and the squad. 
I think that's been a process over the last couple of years of trying to build and try and get a squad that's capable of competing on all fronts. And that, that doesn't stop, you know, behind the scenes. We're still actively looking for, in the recruitment department, to keep improving personnel of the squad. We're still overseeing the academy to, to keep making it better down there as well. Alongside that, we're trying to make the training ground and the stadium better. It's a constant thing to try and keep improving the club in, in all departments, really. Davey, as we said, uh, when you're on the crest of a wave, it's just it's coming, it's going so well for Rangers. Yeah, well, c- clearly what's happening on the pitch is the most important, but I think even though Rangers announced a £15 million loss, yep. there, there are signs that they're, they're getting back, if not... You know, in a parity with Celtic, they are closing the gap off the pitch as well, and that is that is absolutely essential in terms of the total infrastructure of the club, the money coming into the club, and they now have a team where they have assets that they can sell if they want to offset losses. And Marvin, we want the fans back in. Rangers need it, Celtic need it, they all need it. Livingston, we want the fa- fans back, and we want to hear when it's going to start happening. No, definitely. You know, it's massive for, for us as players. You know, we, we're definitely missing the fans. And as I said to you earlier, even if you're getting booed, you know, it gives you that little extra percent. And it's absolutely key, I think, as well for, you know, people's mental health. They've they've, they've yeah. stayed at home long enough now. And, you know, people are released. Football's their release, you know. So let's get them back in. I know we, we need to be safe to do so, but I think we're getting to that stage now where the fans really need to come back. Because we've got so much to look forward to. The vaccine's coming and Scotland have qualified for the Euros. Euro 2020 will be at Wembley. We'll be hopefully at the matches at Hamden and Ali Defoy Ali you'll be there we're just saying so stick in with Marvin because <laughs> Marvin's getting his tickets yeah. he's getting his tickets for the England game Don't so Sai, Barry Davey and Ali will be at yeah. Hamden for yeah. the, the, yeah. First, the check yeah the Republic opener game. can't miss that you'll be there you, you wouldn't miss me. the opener would you what date well, is it what I date's the opener it's on the 14th of June 14th of date for the diary let's get no. it in then <laughs> what, what, you, we're inviting well, you to Hamden for well, in Czech I'd Republic I'd absolutely love to be there but unfortunately it's the same day as I'm getting married which I've tried so hard to persuade my fiancé to change, but he's not having it. What a good excuse. No. How long does a wedding take? Well, I'm going to have to get... I had to change the time of it so I can actually get it up on a screen so I can watch it mid-service mid, mid before food. But, um, but I'll definitely be going down south to Wembley, don't worry. Oh. I'm not going to honeymoon after this time. <laughs> It's like the old skip with James Sands. Remember, they did it in all an excuses. What time is a funeral? <laughs> <laughs> that was my wife, James. Everyone's <laughs> standing for me on the 14th of June. Thank you, work. Oh, Ali, congratulations. So you're getting married. We heard a few weeks ago, but oh, she doesn't hang around. So yeah, June well, the 14th. If, if it wasn't next year, it'd be 2023. So it's a wee bit of a, a while. So okay. we'll try. If Get the vaccine the works and everything's all going well, fingers crossed. You'll be fine, Ali. You'll, you'll be, fine. be fine. If not, I'll be at Hamden. <laughs> <laughs> and the take home from this morning was so Ryan Jack, a wee bit of a doubt around him but otherwise Rangers looking good for tomorrow night yeah yep. Stephen Gerrard the best form I've seen him in ages looking happy looking relaxed um, and I think it's looking positive for him he knows it'll be a tough match but I think it'll be good mentioning happy and relaxed who could it be but the voice of football himself our own Rob McLean on the line hi Rob hi Paul I'm feeling happy and relaxed funnily enough <laughs> excellent um, well sad news today about uh, Diego Maradona Rob we've been talking about the memories and of course you know people in uh you know, in the 50s, like ourself, uh, remember him well and what a player he was. Did you ever commentate on a match with uh, Maradona? No, I, did, I, did. I was going to say I had a few nights out with him in Naples, but, but I probably <laughs> wouldn't have lived to no. tell the tale, to be honest, if that had happened. Indeed. So, no, I mean, I, I, you know, like everyone else, you know, I loved, I loved the talent that he was. And, and like Marv, saw that documentary recently as well, and it was interesting and explained a lot, I think, about how his life went latterly uh, because of how it had all started for him. 
and uh, fell in among some pretty bad company in Naples. Yep. Um, you know when he was when he was playing there I and mean, on the pitch, massive success. But, but off the pitch, uh, got in tow with the mafia and all that sort of stuff, and and it all ended. You know, it, it, I guess it's all ended pretty horribly for him. But but the legend lives on, and uh, the brightness of his talent shines through. And uh, and he was he was something something special. But just just going with the theme of tonight's show, Paul. Um, I was just going to say. Uh, to to Davy to to thank him for one of the best nights of my life and yeah. uh, and like the caller earlier on and I feel I have yeah. to qualify that fairly fairly quickly as well. Yes, caller. Uh, <laughs> th- 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 thanks for Serbia. Thanks for the yeah. thanks for the the sky coverage in, in of, of the Serbia match a few weeks ago and I just wanted to thank uh, Davy for for giving me a, a special evening. I, I would love to see the worried look in his face actually as I was embarking on that sentence. Uh, um, was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was one of these easy ones, Rob. You know how sometimes if it's a poor game, you you you've got to make a lot of effort. But that you know yeah. that that game was just totally effortless from start to finish. Yeah. Um, extra yeah. time, uh, we we were all basically on the edge of our seats and and just praying that it would come good. And to do it in such an extraordinary fashion made it all the more remarkable. Yeah, I might I might be making a bit of an effort tonight. To be honest, depending how this game goes <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. in Lanarkshire tonight at Hamilton Hamilton against Aberdeen. It's a seven o'clock kickoff, so it's just about oh. half an hour away. But it's a big big opportunity uh, for Aberdeen on the back of that two two draw at Easter Road last night. Uh, anything the Dons get tonight, we'll we'll take them out right in third place. Uh, but they'll be wanting all three points uh, in this match. But obviously, looking at it from the other side of the coin, it's absolutely massive that Hamilton. St- start getting some anything on the board at the moment. Four points adrift at the bottom. They've lost five in a row. Uh, one point from a possible 21 from the last seven league games. They lost 8-0 at Ibrox. They lost in the League Cup to Annan and Stranraer. I mean, the, the, the tale of woe uh, goes on and on for them. And, and you do feel for Brian Rice. We've had him on the show a couple of times. Lovely man, a real football man. Very honest as well about everything. Um, and he's honest about his team at the moment, and they are really struggling. They, they desperately need something out of this uh, t- tonight because, oh, yes, there's plenty of football to be played, but you never want to be cut adrift at the bottom. And, and, and Marv, despite the fact that they keep sort of uh, confounding the critics season after season, you, you don't really want to, want to be doing it again if you're Hamilton, do you? No, you're definitely right there. You know, you you want to be, you rather be a lot safer. You know, when it comes to the split and, and everything else, and you're not in a relegation battle. You know, rather than being down there and saying, you know, we can do this again, because you know, we all know in football, your luck's going to run out at some point. Um, and you know, unfortunately for Hamilton, you know, if, like you said, if they don't start picking up some wins soon, a little like ourselves at Livingston, um, you know, they're going to be in big, big trouble. Right, so you you're wishing them all the all the possible harm that could come to them then tonight because of. <laughs> You you hope they fall even further adrift at the bottom just to give you an easier ride to fight. Yeah, well, in today's game and all other games, you know, I, I don't want them to, to to win another game. If I'm honest, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just know how difficult it is being in a, in a change room like that when you aren't winning games and you are bottom of the league. But you know, I've got I've got my own team to worry about, and that's Livingston. So if Hamilton yeah. don't win a game between now and the end of the season, then you know, I won't shed too many tears. And it's it's interesting, Paul, and uh, when you when you look at the, the league table because. Uh, yeah, yes, Aberdeen's prime mission is, is getting three points ahead of Hibs, but in doing that, of course, they they move, move to within a point of Celtic. Celtic, yeah. um, Celtic would then have a, a game in hand on Aberdeen, but it but it you know it just it just it shows you that, that Aberdeen actually, apart from 
they're probably the, the one blot in the landscape this season was losing 3 0 home to Motherwell. Because apart from that, they've lost to Sporting Lisbon, who currently top the Portuguese league, twice to Celtic and once to Rangers. So, so really, apart from that, things have been going pretty well for, for an Aberdeen side who are obviously depleted at the moment. That affected any challenge they were going to give to Rangers at the weekend. But they hope that even with what they have tonight, that will be enough to get them all three points. A couple of changes, team news from the weekend. Edmondson and Logan are the players dropping out. Curtis Main starts, Dean Campbell in midfield for Aberdeen. And Hamilton are as they were at the weekend. They feel a little bit unlucky about what happened at the weekend at Tannadice against Dundee United. They were ahead in the game. They missed a penalty. They ended up losing by two goals to one. And we'll want to be digging in here tonight to try and get something. You saw the penalty, Rob. I mean, it was... Uh... It would have gone down well at uh, Murrayfield. Yeah, I think it probably ended up at Dens Park, that one. Uh, it was so far uh, over the crossbar oh, at, at Tannadice. And, yeah. and, you know, I mean, in their position, they just can't afford to be doing that. Yeah. That was a gift for them. Uh, they, they could have and should have got something out of the game. They lost again, um, and they'll have to do it all over again here tonight. Scoreline to, tonight, Rob, what do you reckon? Um, I, I expect Aberdeen to win probably by a two-goal margin, maybe 2-0, 3-1. Davey? Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. 2-0 Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Marvin? Yeah, I'm hoping for an Aberdeen win. I'll take, I'll take 1-0. I'm not greedy. We know you're hoping for it. And Rob, this time tomorrow night, we'll speak to you from Ibrox. And how much are you yeah. looking forward? Rangers against Benfica. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. There's obviously speculation that, that two or three of the key players in the Benfica team might be missing because of uh, coronavirus. But, but even if they are at full strength, I mean, Rangers proved couple of weeks back that they're well equipped I mean to do what they did in Lisbon and obviously they switched off at the end and Steven Gerrard wasn't happy about the finish to the game but, but to get into that sort of position against a top team a Champions League team uh, you know did wonders for Rangers confidence and, and nothing much has changed since for them they are a well-oiled machine they are charging onwards uh, and I think they win tomorrow night and if they get the right result in the other group game of course they could be in the last 32 with two games to spare which um is a big help, Davey, because obviously the obsession by everyone with the 10 in a row or stopping it, yeah. then they could do with getting that in the bag early. I think it was interesting when Stephen Gerrard w- was asked, would he prioritise the domestic season yep. uh, t- you know, to the detriment of a European campaign? And he said, absolutely not. And, and you can see, I think it ranges performances under Stephen Gerrard, how much it means to him and his players. And not just, not just the, the team and the manager, to the board. Rangers made nearly £21 million by making the last 16 last season. So there's a huge amount of money available to them as well. Yeah, I was listening to, yeah. I was listening to him, David, today as well in his press conference, his media conference, Stephen Gerrard. And I mean, he's such an impressive character, I think. I mean, so is Neil Lennon. And I find them both captivating to listen to. But, but, but Stephen Gerrard very much encapsulates what's happening at board level as well. It's not just about on the pitch for him. He's very, very well aware of how well he's been backed in terms of the, the, the finances and how much Europe and a continued run in Europe can mean to, to Rangers in yeah. terms of getting something back on that investment. He's, he's had leverage with the board from day one, Rob, because of his playing career and his reputation and the, the kind of stardust that he was bringing to Glasgow with him. That has given him, I think, a huge amount of leverage with the board. And if you look at the way that Rangers, well, they folded last season, there are other people, other Rangers managers who I don't think would have survived that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Good point. Right. right. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking Rob? I'm thinking a Rangers win tomorrow night. I'm thinking yep. an Aberdeen win tonight. I'm also thinking I'd better go and cover this game. Okay. Because <laughs> remember, you're on the bus for Wembley, Rob. You and I will be driving. <laughs> exactly. Book my seat on that boogie bus. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks very much. Rob McLean, who will be with us uh, tomorrow night from Ibrooks, and he'll be here in the studio with Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, and myself, socially distanced, as always, uh, here at the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Been uh, so much happening today. Diego Maradona has died at the age of 60. When you think about it, Davey, um, it goes in like a flash, Marvin, I can assure you. You know, 60 is is pretty young these days. Yeah, it was a, a well lived full life, right enough, wasn't it? Oh, he, um, yeah. he didn't waste any time, that's yeah. for sure. And yeah. it gave us all so much, so much pleasure. Uh-huh. And uh, Campbell Gray has just sent me a picture of the time when he was here in Glasgow and he maybe couldn't get the jeans to fit him because of the, the strength of the yeah. thighs. But there's a picture of the young Diego Maradona in a Scotland uh, shirt. I'll give that, James, we'll get that on our social media. Terrific. Isn't that terrific brilliant? picture, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. And that's the Scotland strip that you wore, isn't it? That, that it, Not that actual one. It, but it actually yeah, is. Yeah. Around that yeah, time, same. I, can, I can see you there. Okay, what do you reckon? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. It's good to get your memories of Maradona. We're going to hear from Neil Lennon now speaking about the board. Much has been said. What's happening at Celtic? Here's his thoughts on that, his relationship with Peter Lowell and the directors. All of us are not happy with the way things are panning out at the minute, but the, the, there's a calmness about the boat Peter and the board. And there's no panic. I've been over the course and distance many times before. I speak to Peter every day, you know, so... He's very, very supportive, as he is with the players and the backroom team as well. So it's as you are, you know, let's get improvement, let's get some wins, let's play the type of football that we know we're capable of, which we showed in the last 20 minutes at Easter Road, and um, you will be absolutely okay. Marvin, you don't often hear, you know, the manager speaking about the chief exec and the, and the board. Yeah, but I think he just wants to show us a united front at Celtic. Yeah. You know, he wants to show that, that all the fans at the board still back him and, and they still believe in him. And, and, and that's massive for a manager, you know, because once you do have their back and you can go about your day-to-day job in, in trying to fix a team on the pitch, um, there's nothing worse than the silence of, of, of a board, you know, not backing you or not saying anything, actually. Um, because you know, then you really do know the pressure is on you. Um, but Neil's a perfectionist, you know, and he'll be doing his utmost to, to change this around. You know, as I said, I've worked with him before, and you know, he'll be up night and day trying to trying to sort this out and trying to get what's best for Celtic. We'll get Davy's view on that after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Paul Cooney here with the Go Radio Show. It's the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Davy Proven, Marvin Bartley. We just heard from Rob McLean there at Hamilton Ackies against Aberdeen. That's the big match tonight. And then uh, tomorrow night, Rangers against Benfica. Sparta Prague against Celtic. It would be great to get two wins for Glasgow tomorrow night. Bring the city together. Um, let's see, what about Alfredo Morelos at the weekend? I'm going to ask Davey again about the Celtic board and what uh, Neil Lennon was saying a few moments ago. But Stephen Gerrard speaking about the player who wasn't happy about being subbed at the weekend. No, Alfredo's fine. Look, I think we don't want the players to be smiling and happy when they uh, took off a pitch. But at the same time, we need them to understand that uh, it's a big season. There's a lot of games. And, um, you know, at times you've got to be respectful to the player that's coming on to, to replace you. But, you know, we don't expect the players to be happy when they're removed from a pitch. Of course, we don't. Alfredo's fine. He was on the back of a, a long trip home uh, from international duty. Uh, he's ready to go again tomorrow. Davey, in some ways you respect the fact that he just wants to be on. In other ways you think, well, it's late in the game. You've got a big match against Benfica a few days later. Yeah, I, I just think the, he didn't have to throw the gloves. You know, that was 
For me that's petulance uh, I think it's disrespectful to the manager I can understand why Steven Gerrard's trying to play it down But uh, you know that this is a boy who I, I think too much looks out for himself mm-hmm. Not not so much a team player um, He's a great player You've played against him He's so hard to play against I, I just wondered if you know he didn't get on the score sheet It's a great result for Rangers But he's a typical striker It's about him yeah, that could yep. be his frustration. You know, he, he's not got on the score sheet and, and they've scored a few goals. And like you said, throwing the gloves, you know, he, he will regret that. But I'm, I'm sure, as, as Stephen said there, I don't think he's lying in saying that, you know, you don't want players to be happy when they do come off the pitch. Um, but strikers are like that, you know. They, 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 it is about them. You know, if a team wins 4-0 yesterday or 3-0 they yesterday, they are delighted, but they want to score goals. Mm-hmm. You know, and they haven't managed to, he didn't manage to do that. Eduardo Morelos, who's the better? Ooh. Think about it for a moment or two, okay? Would you? Right, that's a good question. Yeah. Cammy, a Rangers fan, is on the line. Cammy, hi. Good evening. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Uh, good. How are you? Great. Yeah, I'm good. Now, what about that question? Davy Proven just threw it in. Who's the better player, Eduard or Morelos? <laughs> well, this might surprise you, but uh, personally, I'd actually go with Eduard. Right, yeah. At his best, yeah. yeah. So Marvin, do you want to answer it now? Yeah, go for it. Come on, go on. Yeah, you play against both of them. <laughs> you know, I'm an Arsenal supporter. So if Arsenal were to sign one, it would be Edward for me. Um, you know, I, I think he, I think he's the better out of the two. Yep. Okay. Hey, Cammy, that's not why you called the Go Radio Football Show. What are you thinking? Yeah. What do you want to say? It's just a question to ask, ask the guys about what they think of Morelos' performance this, se- this season so far. Because, I mean. I wouldn't go as far as saying he's been the worst Rangers player, but he's he's not been the best, and um, I think he needs to start performing. Yeah, I think I, th- I think he's played a slightly different role this season for Rangers. I think you know last yeah. season you used to see him you know play on the on the on the last defender so to speak and play on the shoulder. Now I think he's involved in a lot more of the link up play. You know, I think he's he's very similar to what you see Harry Kane doing at, at Tottenham. You know, where he does come a lot deeper and he gives the defenders something to worry about because if they come with him, then you know you, the wingers at Rangers go go in behind and, and they're in on goal. Um, but if they don't go, then he can get the ball and turn. So I think his his role slightly changed. Yes, he's playing in the same position, but I think he's playing as a slightly different striker. And and I've been impressed that he's shown this side to his game. If I'm totally honest, but you know, I'm, I'm sure as a fan, you know, you just want strikers to score goals rather than do the rest of it. Yeah. Did he? I, I, I think given that he's a natural finisher you want him as high up the pitch as you can get I mean I, I do accept that strikers at times have got to come towards the ball but um, it surprises me how deep at times you, you see him um, he's actually deeper than some of the midfield players at times and he, he does his best work in the penalty area Cammy, what about the season the way it's going it could hardly be better for you just now yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's been a tremendous start to the season. We're, only, we're 15 games in now and Rangers are obviously playing really well. Just got to take each game as it comes and don't get overexcited <laughs> as, we did, uh, as we did last year. It's a message that comes out to every Rangers fan, every Rangers employee, every Rangers player because everyone's playing a great game. Everyone's saying yeah. just take it easy, be respectful, be humble. It's uh, There's a real unity there, Cammy. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we can't get ahead of ourselves, but I do like what's coming out of the dressing room and stuff, with players coming out and being respectful towards towards the result that they've just had, and not getting overexcited like we did last year when we beat Celtic. You know, Gerald's reaction, loved it at the time, but looking back at it, it's probably, it was probably a bit over the top. But yeah, as long as we keep our heads down and 
keep doing what we've been doing. And Cammy, what about getting money in the door again? Because, yeah, Rangers have other revenue streams, so do Celtic and the other big clubs. But in Scotland, we rely more on people coming through the gates than in England and in most other major leagues. So what would you say to those in power about getting fans responsibly back into stadia? Well, obviously, everybody wants their fans um, back into the stadiums. It's all the fans want as well. But um, I think, you know, Ross, I think if I'm right in saying Ross County against 300 fans in next weekend, mm-hmm. so I think surely the like, Celtic and Rangers can get at least 500, maybe even 1,000 fans in for the size of their stadium. Well, you know, in England, it's going to be 4,000. If they're in one of the lower tiers, and, and we get it, look, if it's too high in the area, it's not going to be anything like it. But yeah. um, it just doesn't seem to be addressed. So there's 4,000 yeah. in England. What's the difference? That's what the SPFL are asking government or the health authorities to tell them. What's the difference between an English uh, fan, yeah, a fan in England and a fan in Scotland? Yeah. First, and I think we care more in Scotland. Mm. I think we've got better fans in Scotland. <laughs> so, but, you know, we've got bank balances that don't look too clever. You know, for Rangers, the 15 no. point now is a huge amount of money. They've done really well this season. You know, keeping. Yeah. Mar- there was a big signal going out when they kept Morellas and didn't take whatever it was they could have got. Uh, but it's going to have to be paid but for. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's the bigger clubs who are more at risk here for me, Paul. Mm. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm less concerned about the part time yeah. clubs who, yeah. who play in front of. Two and three hundred people mm-hmm. are more concerned about the full-time clubs who operate academies, mm-hmm. who represent Scotland in Europe, who provide players for the national team. These are the clubs that that should be of the most concern, and the ones that, that the Scottish government, you know, have to, have to look to help. If they're not going to allow spectators back in the ground, they have to find money. They have to find support for them. You're at the sharp end. You know, you're the captain, but you're now coaching as well, and you develop young players at Livingston. Yeah, and you know that's a great thing that that we try and do is develop young players because we can't afford to go head to head with the bigger clubs in, in in this league when it's about wages and everything else. So you know the next best thing for us is to try and develop young players, bring them into the first team, and then sell them on. You know you saw the club do it with Lyndon Dykes. Yes, he didn't come through the academy, but they've got him from Queen of the South at a lower level. He came into the first team at Livingston for a year, and then they've sold him for two million pounds. And you know that that that's a great result, and that's fantastic to see that happen. And that's something that the club want to keep pushing on with. Cammy, what's your scoreline tomorrow night against Benfica? Well, I'm hoping for a Rangers win. I'll go for 2-1 Rangers. 2-1 Rangers. Cammy, thanks very much. Thanks for calling in to the Go Radio Football Show. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Good to hear you. Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Right, I was going to say, it's not really a quiz, just a few questions. Marvin, for you, uh, this is from Pine Bovril from the website, Scottish Premiership, the most fouls committed this season. I'm just checking to see if you're there. Who do you think has committed the most with 33 fouls? I would say myself, you have to check if I was there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I would go with, I don't know, um, Murray Davison at St. Johnson. Okay, well, that's, uh, no, he's not on it. It's Nicky Kabamba. Ah, yeah, 33 yeah. apparently. Wow. Ian Vigers on 32, Christian Deutsch on 31. He's a handful of big fellas. Yeah, oh, yes. a he real really handful. Is. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So, and also, Dave, I'm going to ask you then who are the top 10 most fouled players? Most so give, fouled. Give, give me, yeah, fouls against. Give me a couple of them that you think. So, you'd, you'd think that would be strikers, wouldn't you? You'd imagine. Edward. Edward. No, he's not on it. Maybe Ryan not Kent. enough game, t- game time. Is not. No, he's not. Not in the top number that I can see here there is an Aberdeen player uh, with the Barry Ferguson connection it's young Lewis, ah, Lewis yeah, yeah he's yeah. third position second somebody you mentioned earlier Hibbs player Martin Boyle and the most foul player as at the 25th of November it's Marvin Bartley 
<laughs> hey, wow. there you that made me the best player. <laughs> I was expecting to be top of the other the one, not this fun. one. Wow. <laughs> Maverick could be this a player of the year. It's Marvin yeah. Marley. Yeah. Can yeah. we stop that for points? <laughs> You're going to turn the corner, though, aren't you? Yeah, you definitely. Yeah. 100%. I don't think I know. Let's hear the Celtic captain uh, a message from Scott Brown to the fans. I think that's today's day and age. It's all social media. It's all. Uh, a picture for Instagram or Twitter but no we've got 100% faith in the manager he's been fantastic with us and the support that we've had uh, through the nine in a row has been incredible and it's just stick with us make sure we're all together and we, we focus and we, we aim to go forward and we'll get the performances going yeah, it's disappointing because the manager's been fantastic first spell that he had at the club he was uh, fantastic as well second spell we've won a lot of trophies played some great football we've not had the best uh, the last couple of games to be perfectly honest uh, it's time to bounce back and make sure that we start playing for the manager I think we owe him a couple of good performances he puts a lot of faith he puts a lot of hard work into training and everything that he does off the park as well. Will they pick themselves up now and get a, a run going? I David? think they will. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I really do. I think the I think the players, if they don't realise now that Neil Lennon's back is against the wall, they'll never realise. I think they they own one tomorrow night, and I've got a, I've got a feeling they'll, they'll deliver a performance. And yeah. anyone who says, "Oh yeah, things in the dressing room or whatever," should that matter? They're getting paid. They've got so much to play for. And also, if they do want to move, if they want to move, which some of them will in the future, surely this is a good window. window. Yeah, so yeah, it's a nice stage to play on if yeah. if you're looking for a move. Yeah. So Sparta Prime against Celtic tomorrow night Marvin what do you reckon I'm going to hope for a 2-1 for a Celtic win 2-1 Celtic Davey I think Celtic will nick it as well yeah. right yeah, yeah I do. Okay. and uh, for Rangers we reckon let's hear finally then from James Tavernier about Rangers in Europe um, I think nothing's really changed even compared to last season you know we relish the big teams we always relish um, playing in European football obviously this season's a bit different with no fans and you don't really get to experience those European nights at Ibrox and obviously the away grounds but I think the boys love the occasion, um, the club love the occasion and we always step up to it. So hopefully tomorrow, tomorrow night we can, we can do the same and you know, make the club proud and make ourselves proud. And Marvin, you reckon Rangers will do it against Benfica? Yeah, definitely. You know, I hope for a Rangers win. I always support the Scottish teams in, uh, in Europe. So yeah, I hope they win and, and you know, cement that qualification. But they are a massive side, aren't they? They're a Champions yeah, League side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah. had they kept living on the pitch, it, it may have been a different game because they started so well, Benfica. I think this is a really dangerous game for Rangers. I think one each. Enjoying the season, Davey? From, yeah, from, I am, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's good to have the old firm um, competing again, Paul. Yeah. I mean, for six or seven years, it was like the boat race with one boat. Um, and I know that, that Celtic fans enjoyed it at the time, but I'm sure they missed... They miss the rivalry. There's nothing like it. I think it'd be great to see a consistency from Celtic. Rangers continuing as they are and seeing a real head-to-head battle, Marvin. No, definitely. Yeah. And, and the league's being spoke about, you know, even down in England, like my friends are saying, Celtic can Rangers, it's unbelievable what's going on. You know, Rangers have taken over and the whole Steven Gerrard factor. So it's brilliant for our game. You know, it might not be brilliant for Celtic fans at the moment, but for the Scottish game, it's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. And long oh, may yeah. it continue. Good luck this weekend and the match with Air. Thank Davey, you. Davey, look forward to the matches tomorrow. There's a minute silence tonight at the games in the Champions. Champions League and so there should be for Diego Maradona who died today age 60 yep. top man in my, my opinion the very best I've ever seen and I've seen a few wow we'll never see his likes again never will we Marvin enjoy watching him tonight I know you're going to watch oh, it we'll uh, on, on YouTube. YouTube Marvin thanks very much for joining us on the Go Radio Football Show in Glasgow Zone we love your contribution when you're in you too Davey and thanks to everyone who called in we're back tomorrow night the Go Radio Football Show let's go
Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. 